Uh, so this is uh, 39. And you can it's weird today because actually I was uh, at Corralados. I corralled with a bunch of sheep. And I saw these sheep. I got to work. This is not made up this part. And I, I saw this gathering. And I said, and Serio is this serious? And everyone was helping. There was Tonto. There were so many sheep here. So much. And at first, you know, you might say, K horror, horror, uh, how awful. But it was really that the sheep, uh, they mow the lawns at work or the grass. It's grassy hills of one of the work sites I work at. So then I said, Oye, perdon. Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to judge this. And I said, Ken, who's in charge here? Uh, Ken Lohizo, who did it? And there was actually a llama in charge of. Uh, Estella, that was the cabeza, the head of the sheep. I mean, there was a human, too, but he was off in the hills somewhere. And I said, all right, uh, no era el tal. Such was not the uh, TNAK you had to. And I said, has anyone seen a woman in Morado purple? Because I've had uh, conflicting feelings about her. Uh, Parasito is similar to feelings I would have about a teacher when I was in school. Uh, you know, those confusing stirrings a young man has paralyzed those for both. For places, you know, inside his feelings, you know, tocarse uh, nunca, that have never been touched. And they said, are you going to help guide the sheep or are you going to act weird? And I said, Kiras, you wanted me to help with the sheep? I was just looking for the woman in Morado, in purple. Uh, but Mal, I don't think I'm that bad with sheep. And they said, are you sure you're not asustado? Scared? I said, of the sheep or feelings? Because uh, El Fondo, I could feel feelings in the bottom of my stomach. But I don't think they're about the uh, sheep. Okay, and then they said, if any sheep come by, Arangaya. You know, and grab it. Don't don't grab them. Like nada or something. You know, they said just wave your arms and the sheep will keep. You know, hurt the sheep. And I said I will do my best to supera to exceed expectations. They said these aren't the kind of animals coma adultos that adults eat, right? And they said no, no, no. These are sheep. Take in so so yo. What do you think I am? And I said, I don't know what you are. You got a wicker hat on, though. So I, I don't know. And the guy said to me, Soy una pieza fundamental. And I said, did you just say I am a cornerstone? And then I said, I said oh, boy, I'm in a dream. That's what it is. Because then he said, uh, he said, sencilla y decide adentro. Elgian, simple, and from within someone. And I said, whoa, 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 we better back up. I said, did you say, soy una pieza fundamental? I am cornerstone. Sencilla y decide adentro Elgian, simple and from within someone. And then you know what the next thing that happened was, abre esta puerta y el otro le pega. He opened the door, and the other one hit at the llama, and the guy was gone. But I said, okay, and now I got it. Uh, 
you know, cornerstone, simple and from within with someone. And I said to the Lama, what are you doing here? And of course, it was a speaking Lama. Just my lucky, yo soy el que toca la puerta. I'm the one who knocks at the door. And, you know, for me, that has a hobby of listening to knocks. I felt like I took a un tiro en la cabeza. I said, you know, did I bump my head or something? And I said, I'm sorry, did you say yo soy el toca la puerta? You're the one that knocks at the door. And I said, yo no estoy peligro, and I'm not endangered. And I said, I didn't think that they were. And then, I think this is metaphorical. I said, yo soy el peligro. I am the danger. And I said, you llama, you're too cute. And then the llama said, a spitting on your shirt, which it did. And then I said, well, I said, that's a danger of irritating me, but my, sh- my clothes are already ruined, so don't worry. And I said, did you just entrega, did you just deliver spit to my shirt? And it said, reclamar, you know, uh, maybe I'll reclaim it, take it back. And I, and I, I said, did, it, who, did someone order Donato that ordered you to spit on me? And I said, S.L. Dueno, it is. And I said, oh boy, I was not preparado for this because I got to say, lo digo porque. I'm going to tell you, uh, Lama, you know, my, it, sometimes it's muy duro, very hard to be me. Uh, you know, tell Buzz Barrow, maybe it's just me, but, you know, it's time to unwind. I say, relajarse, firme, fuerte, duro. I should relax, should I be firm, should I be hard, should I be strong? Oh, yo, or me. Supongo que iba. I guess it was, what was that earlier metaphor? The cornerstone within me, is that what I should find this time? Uh, supongo que la iba. I guess it was, that's what the llama said. And I said, is it eso sequeda, the cornerstone that stays within me at all times, or is it a new one? And then Lama walked away and said, Fue un placer. It was a pleasure. And I said, Oh, this is going to be intracosa. This is going to be another hard thing for me to figure out. And I watched the walking of the Lama. I said, Sienta bien. That Lama looks good. And then the wind, which sends a lot of messages to me, said, Estoy con él. I am with him. And I said, okay, tengo que ahí está bien, bien, there, have to, okay. Uh, no, not a raro. There's nothing unusual here about me talking to the back end of a llama. The next thing that happened was, venía este rollo. It came this roll of thunder. And I said, sencillo, infermo, it's simple. We can't let these, you know, sheep get sick. And I said, oh, wait, Lady Oeso, read that. Did I read that book about how sheep are covered in wool? They won't get it. The rain's not going to bother them. I guess distintas que asuma. I was assuming something different. You know, bolver a casa. Back at home, I don't have any sheep. Uh, but then I said, okay, tengo un idea. I, I, I have an idea. Well, I need to find the uh, the cornerstone within me. Uh, 
And I said, do you, sir, I said, let's talk to these sheep. You know, they're just eating grass, but they're getting tricked into working. And I said, do you ever feel that way, Soitan Barato, about your labor? And the sheep said, labor, I'm just eating grass. And I said, are you familiar with Marx and Engels? Uh, because you're not Soitan Barato to me. You're not so cheap to me. You know, in my opinion, that's a little maximo. You should be getting the maximum. And then the sheep said, I need to eat grass. Excuse me. And I said, Dave or Dad Gracias. Well, really, thank you. Uh, but, you know, it might be uh, Digna uh, Deborah worthy. You know, if it could be worthy of your time, should, should you want to give it to me? And then I said, uh, another sheep said, actually, say Berlando. And they said, did you just say you're circumventing an update? They said, oh, boy, these could be droids. Uh, but then someone said something about Marx. They said, Respalda, he supported something, but I didn't hear it because of the rolling thunder. And then someone said, Mascara, we wanted And then again, the thunder. So I said, oh, boy. I think I'm starting a some sort of revolution within the sheeps, but I'm not hearing what's revolting about. And I said, Yo nace no sepa. I don't know what you're... And then they all started canto. They all started singing. But in sheep, which actually is a language, not with ba, a lot of buying, some buying, but not all ba noises. Mostly sounded like they were chewing grass, but I'm pretty sure they were singing. It just because I was watching, their, it looks like because they're smiling and chewing. So maybe they weren't singing, but I think they were singing in sheep, which sounds like sheep chewing grass. And I said to myself, PN, say, think, man, because you, Asunto, this matters. And I said, all right, sheep, ah, larar, let's clear out of here. Because I don't want any grass-based sobro do si salve casi. You know, I don't want you eating too much I want to save you from almost eating too much grass. And repente todo es. So suddenly all that didn't matter because uh, I actually knocked the fence over and then the sheep just started running. And then the llama said to me, ladrones los sabes. Thieves knows or sees something. And I said, I'm no sheep thief. And they said, they said, don't come, Serica, don't come near me. And I said, and then I saw a sheep going by. I said, that uh, El Mayodia, that uh, llama does not like me. And then I said, oh, wait a second. The llama said, come on, man, brecha incapaz. I said, I'm unable to bridge the gap of the fence. And then I said, the cornerstone within me. And I, you know, I grabbed, I lied, I blocked the, I became a human fence. I actually held on with my feet and my arms. And I said, Lama, you know, go get, and Lama jumped over me and started to go fetch the other sheep that had left. It said, see, boy, yes, I go, Allegra, happily to catch the other sheep. And I said, Taylor, Pito, I'm asking you to hurry up because I don't know how long you can hang on here as a human fence. And then I noticed the sign that the fence was, and I said, oh boy, so late. I so hope I, somebody remembers to up I got to turn this off. And then I was just hanging there, and I was getting bored. My arms were stretching. 
I said, no spamos, Ilama, uh, come on, hurry up. And then the other sheep, they just bought it. He said, do you like us better? Because nos quedamos, we stayed. And I said, yo, Borke, why did you stay? Because why? I said, did you believe in my, uh, you know, my, my, and they said, well, why would you keep us in here if you think we shouldn't be eating this grass that we're uh, just supporting the, uh, you know, grass trimming oligarchs? And I said, nothing is that simple, facile, simple or easy, you know. I said, life is largo, life is long. And I said, if you look up there at the Nube, that cloud that's covering the entire sky, I guess it's a lot of clouds and thundering. K.A. Bine Comprar, you know, there comes a time to buy. Decent, they say. Des Conocidos, it is unknown. And the sheep were just staring at me. And I said, "Ahi hey de pollo." There's no chicken. Uh, I said, "I guess they had a lot of them." I said, "What's the difference between a chicken and a hen?" Do you guys know that sheep's? And then they were cabiando. They were digging. And I said, "What are you doing?" They said, "Cabiando un hueco tu sabe." I'm digging a hole, you know. And I said, "Under you?" And they said, "Acer muy ando." Oh, a very deep hole. And I said, usted quejando? I said, you know, how deep you're going? And they said, muyando. And he said, to the center of the earth? And then the llama came back and said, listos para hablar, I'm ready to talk. He said, did you get the other sheep? I said, no, I set them free. Atrantando el ya lo sabe. I was treating them to what we already knew. They thought this was a double trick. And he said, oh, yeah, the other sheep are digging a hole. They're digging their way to the center of the earth to, you know, start a revolution, maybe, I think. I said, ahi, there it is. Afuera, outside, you're outside of the fence. I'm the fence, the cornerstone of the fence. Uh, Bale la peña, is it worth it? Or no bale la peña, is it not worth it? And I said, it's dur, it's hard, yeah. Holding on the senseless whale, it hurts. And Lam said, get down. And they said, are we about to start a guerra fria, a cold war among, like I said, I wouldn't know. Is it montaje uh, mounting? And Lama said, you need to comportarse, to behave, and wake listen. Uh, porque yo, the Lama said, I'm just a Lama. And then Akir Yego, there came the rest of the sheep over the hill, and they returned to me, and they kissed me, and they guitar, they removed me from the fence. And then this was the weird part. I said, oh, I forgot this was a dream. They said, uh, you know, come on, get in our El Caro, our Caro. And they said, Carirdo Prometo. They promised me a left-handed seat. And I said, you could repetar that, repeat that. You give me a left-handed seat. And they pointed to my chest and they said, No boy lejos. Repeat after me. And Lamo's driving, but still said, No boy lejos. 
I will not go away. But I think they were talking about the cornerstone within me. But of course, they couldn't have just taken on faith alone. I said, I just want to clarify those things here. Uh, un poco, you know, just a little bit. And then they said to me, directo salvo, uh, direct and accept. And I said, what? And then we got to the step and they pointed to the llama and they said, mondando. And I mounted the llama, you know, on its back, excuse me. And, you know, and then we rode across the globe to, to stamp out ODR, the hate. But, but then I woke up and that was the end of the dream. A dream it would be uh, to ride a llama against hate and oligarchy. Maybe, I don't know, maybe so that's what you dream about? Well, that and I was kissing Marie for a little while, which was just confusing to me. That's how the dream started, but I didn't start it there. But that's why I was confused when the dream opened. It was really... Anyway, that's it. All right, so this is episode 39. It opens with a couple of guys in an El Pollo Hermanos truck. And then the truck breaks down. There's some drilling. And then we see the driver's lunch. There's an apple. There's a sandwich. There's snacks. And then they offload some of the chicken buckets from the truck. And you could tell they were, this was an unfortunate thing I noticed. Usually I'm not good at, like, noticing things, mistakes. Uh, but I noticed that they were clearly props and that they were empty. They didn't have a weight to them. Or I could have imagined it. Uh, then the show opens. Then we see Walt and Cielo in bed. Cielo up. Oh, Cielo's up, but Walt's sleeping in. And then he has trouble getting up. It's a hangover from that last episode. And you could even tell he did the old, oh, what happened last night? Excuse. And then they're talking about Guido uh, Bermudez. And Cielo's like, why? <laughs> it was, uh, I can't believe it. I guess this is what she said, though. She, uh, Cielo is like, why are you so stupid, Walt? And then Walt's arguing with her, asustado, question mark. I don't know what that means, but yeah, Cielo's very upset. She's worried. She's worried about Henry. And she begs Walt to talk to the police, uh, explicar. Uh, Cielo doesn't understand something, verdad, you know, it's true. And Walt refuses. He says, por favor, don't worry, I think. And then we see Walt in the shower. Yeah, he's got their shower had yellow tiles with some blue flowers, like a couple. Of, it was it was a nice shower. And Walt gets out. He's in a blue robe. Uh, this was the first time I noticed their house has marble stairs. Which I said, man, I just put up a quick explanation point. But in my head, I said, well, man, a good thing. I I, I definitely shouldn't live somewhere with marble stairs. I don't think I will. Uh, ever like you know because i'm very clumsy but they also seem like heavy like i'd be worried i'd say you know aren't these heavy uh, i don't know and and they did look a little bit out of place and will and seal have a nice house i don't know i mean i guess you and you'd have to worry every time you had a nana over say oh look at that with your marble stairs oh 
Oh, look at how you must think you're so... Did you have those put in? No, we can't get them out, Nana. They can't, oh, they came with the house. Oh, look at you with your marble stairs. Yeah, so that's another pro, pro-am tip if you have any Nanas in your life. I would say just don't get stairs. Oh, you want me to walk up the stairs? Oh, my room's upstairs. Oh, thank you so much. I guess you melted when you said you didn't love me. Uh, anyway, I don't know how Nana got on here. A couple people requested it, actually, Nana. Oh, really? They requested me on the show. Yeah, but I got to move on because... Oh, you just move on from your Nana. Yeah, because remember, you live in my brain somewhere. That even the guy I pay every Thursday night can't. Remember I told him about... Okay, I think she's... Okay, I got to move on while she's... Uh, Cielo's not in the house. Walt goes to the car wash. And he's talking business with the car wash guy who's all bent out of shape. And then Walt has this sly look on his face, almost Heisenberg level glare. And then they talk El Duro in negotiations. And the guy doesn't see, he doesn't want to give up being the half A. He liked being the half A. Uh, then he proceeds to give Walt some advice or something. And Walt's like, dude, I just want the keys to my new uh, business. And then Walt pisses the guy. Oh, then this guy gets pissed because he's like, I don't want to give up the keys. And then the guy sees his framed first, like, uh, money that he made at the car wash. And Walt says, no, no, bro, we bought everything, even the frame and the first dollar. And then after he leaves, Walt breaks the frame and then throws it on the garbage. Uh, then we see Jose drinking coffee. I think that's drinking. If you were to be a fundamentalist about my handwriting, you'd say it says D-I-N-L-O-N coffee. Dinlon coffee. Uh, but luckily you're not, we're not, you know. Or tea in some withdrawal with Mario. And Mario just observes. He tries to get him to cat a croissant, eat a croissant. My E's and my C's. I didn't realize how close E and eat and cat were together. Uh, eat a croissant. I, I can't believe I just said cat a croissant. Uh, cat a croissant. I think Lumiere said that. Would you like to? Yeah, Bell, would you like to cat a croissant? It was in uh, the director DVD. Their direct to VHS, uh, Beauty and the Beast 4, uh, uh, Pets, uh, something, I don't know, Beast, 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 become, you know, Beast falls in love with cats or something. I don't know what it's called. I, I wrote it and, uh, and it never got released. It was, you know, proposal, I guess, because I didn't have a good title. Uh, Mario likes Jose, question mark. Then the phone rings. Bueno, time to rock, bro. You stay here. That's what Mario says. Next thing we know, we're at breakfast with Junior and Walt. And they have a pretty nice breakfast. OJ fruit. Uh, looked like some sort of bun. It looked like a hamburger bun and eggs. And Junior's like, what's up with mom, yo? And he says something like, are you sick or what? And Junior is starting to get ticked off. Uh, and then Walt talks about illness and addiction. And then C. Senior Junior says. Then they're driving to school. 
I put Casa question mark, and then where are we going? And then we're at the car lot, yo. And then Walt's like, let's buy some cars. It was like an episode of Entourage. And Junior's all, me, me encanta Maximo. That's a beautiful word, Maximo. And uh, he gets a muscle car. When he gets home, he's so happy. i never seen, and this, I really like this actor. But he's so happy. He's like, in serial, man, I love this car. He's giggling. Uh, that was a nice scene. Uh, I mean, I like both, uh, both uh, juniors, both Walt juniors. But this, he's a little bit younger, this kid. And he just has a little bit more joy. It maybe it fits, I, I don't know. I mean, he's just like, uh, I don't know. He's got more of a, he's got, he's more of a goofball a little bit where the junior in the U.S. is more of, he's Finn, you know. He is a more of a Finn than a junior. Uh, anyway, Jose's smoking outside the laundry. Uh, Wall rolls up. He's right at Jose with 20 questions. What's up with you and Mario? Uh, Walt's all accusatory and mad. And Jose's like, back off, yo. And Walt still doesn't buy it. They'd want Jose to work with them. And it's clear Walt's trying to figure out all the angles. And then he's like, dude, don't you matter? No, we don't matter. And that you're a zero, Jose. I think this is, you know, my best guess. And Jose's all like, I do matter, yo, big time. They like me better. And then Walt's like, this is a trap. And Jose sighs. And Walt's like, this is, I think this is what Walt says. This is like some kind of control thing. Uh, then Jose smiles and he says something about Walt's cabeza, I think. And he's like, no, no. And then Jose laughs. He calls him Walter. And then Jose puts his jacket away at work. The phone rings and Walt answers. It's for Jose. Who is it? And Walt glares, que pasa? And he's like, hey, Jose, hey, oiga. And the next scene, it waltz up in the laundry, and it's so bright, this laundry, with artificial light, I think, like very uh, fluorescent, wicked bright even. I said so bright, double, so, all caps, then bright, just B caps, two explanation points, then wicked bright. Uh, and he talks to workers, he busts out some cash to get them to clean. While they're cleaning, Walt drinks coffee and kicks back. Raises his coffee to the camera and laughs. Uh, then we see Cielo. She's lighting candles with Valen Valentina at a church or a chapel. And she's pointing at the candles. And I'm like, who are they for? There's like a purple candle. Then there's a green candle. And those two get the most focus. And then the focus is just on the green candle, which is broken on one side. And she blows it out. I guess that must be their relationship or something. Then we have Jose and Mario in a car talking. They're doing business. They're watching an old train station. And it looked like Mario was showing Jose the ropes. And then I, I was like, did they talk about addiction movies or moves? 
And then Mario busts out some food to share, and Jose's still not hungry. And then he hops out of the car. He's like, I got my own ideas. Walks to the train station. Mario watches Jose talk to the guy who lives in the train station. He says, ciao. Uh, there's lots of extras in the background. They go back to the car. Uh, Mario says, hey, eat some chicken. Then Jose gets like, no, no, I got another idea. He gets back out of the car, grabs his shovel, starts digging in the yard of the train station. And it was good acting. This guy comes out of the station. Or maybe maybe Jose was acting, double acting. He was, the actor was acting and Jose was acting. And I couldn't tell. I think he said, yo, I'm looking for some stuff. Uh, I hit here, yo. That's what I was guessing. He goes, yo, you want to do some digging? And then a train goes by. And another guy starts digging. Jose sneaks into the station. The guy in the station's calling, Tato, Tato. And then he sees Jose. And then Jose says hi. Then Mario says hi. And then they found there was miss- the missing chicken was there. Uh, so they bring that back. Uh, then Walter lets the women that were helping him clean out of the lab. And our Billy Corrigan, uh, Cillian Murphy, is there, Killian Murphy. And he fires the women. And Walter tries to undo it, uh, but it's no way. They broke the work code. Which is true, they, you know, but it, it's Walt's fault, but he always tries to, like, take responsibility after he ruins someone's life. Uh, I guess I'm a hypocrite saying that, but Jose and Mario, they both are eating this time. Something wrapped in a banana leaf in a bowl. And they start to open them up, and then Gus shows up. Jose's already eaten. He's like, I need to talk to Mario alone, bro. And then Mario tells Gus Gustavo where the missing chicken was. And they talk. And Jose's in this part of the restaurant bar where there's like this ball-throwing game, a bit like horseshoes, uh, but different. It looked fun. And Gus comes over to say goodnight. And then Jose says, wait, yo, uh, what's up? And then Gus says something, double question mark. And then I don't, you can't read, it said new cans side by side. New cans side by side all day to the night. Oh, the new cars side by side all day to the night. So there's like a time lapse of the new cars at Cielo's house. Uh, then Cielo rolls up in her hoopty and both parking spots are filled, which is, you know, she's got a baby with her. And Walt and Junior are just sitting there eating dinner. Junior's all worried. Mom rolls in. He, he says, hey, Mom. But he's kind of quiet and worried. He tries to guilt her. And Seals just seems like tired and kind of over-dealing with it. And Walt's all happy and pleased. He even does this like super dad point at Junior, you know, when super dad's like, yeah, sporto. Way to go. Something like that. And Cielo asks for the keys, and Walt makes, then he makes another speech about something, uh, Claro. And Cielo calls it. She's like, this is total bullshit. And Cielo flips, you know, she's like, you're a jerk, man. And I said, is Walt guilted somehow? Question mark. And then she walks off, and the episode ends. All right, so we're talking uh, season four, episode six, Cornered. 
It opens with cold breath and then a lunch. Uh, it was borrowed and not returned. And uh, there's a really, the one thing I noted was one of the guys that was eating the lunch, he was eating the chips. I, see, I forget how to pronounce them, Taz, Tazkis or something. And he had this really nice as an actor, or stuff I like to observe, I guess, where he, he did this thing with his fingers because he was eating chips and they were on his fingers. And I just thought it was a beautiful touch. And I, I, I meant to look up the actor because he was playing one of these three guys uh, who was taking the chicken, some of the chicken from Gus's truck. Or ch- it was chicken batter, actually. And he said, hell, that guy's a hell of an actor. I've seen him somewhere else. Maybe it was just on Breaking Bad. But um, it's just put chicken or fry, fry batter, fry batter. I, I definitely noticed that the whole truck was not filled, which is a TV thing. You know, because trucking companies, they want those trucks packed to the gills, you know, make their money. Uh, then Cielo's re-listening to Walt's message and re-listening. I was thinking of you when Walt called her the other day. Walt's in bed out cold. Skylar brings some coffee in. He's, he's like, it's more. He says, good morning. She says, it's afternoon. And Walt's fully dressed, uh, which is like, okay, oh boy. And he goes, well, Skylar, hey, I don't entirely remember what happened last night. And Skyler's like, do you know Gail Bedecker? And he's like, whoa, geez, what did I say last night? And she goes, just enough, Walt. And Walt's like, Skyler, I think I know what happened last night. Oh, And then Skyler goes, I think I know what happened last night, Walt. And Walt goes, yeah, I drank too much wine. And she goes, why would you say all that stuff? And Skyler has this theory, and they're both sitting on the side of the bed she was like, yeah, I was trying, up all night trying to figure it out and why you see goes. And Walt goes, I don't want to talk about this. He goes, it's like a separate a firewall, a separation of church and state. And she goes, and then you left me that message. And she goes, I think you're worried or something or crying for help or you want Hank to catch you or, or all those things. I think she can put some part, of you want, some part of you wants Hank to catch you. And they go back and forth. And then, and this is one of this next few moments are one of again the classic scenes in Breaking Bad that you could rewatch a million times and, and almost uh, divine a different level of meaning each time. At least for me, it's bre- this was a breathtaking scene because uh, Skyler goes where Walt doesn't want anyone to go. She says, "You're over your head, Walt. That's what's happening. You're in over your head." And you're the one, you're not in control, you're being controlled kind of thing. And Walt goes, who are you talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? Do you know how much I make a year? If I told you, you wouldn't believe it. You know, you know what would happen if I didn't go to work? He goes, this is a big business big enough to be on the stock market. It would disappear, uh, cease to exist without me. And this acting is phenomenal. Uh, he keeps going. He says, no, no, no. You you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I'm not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. And this is, oh, God, this line is so good. He goes, I am the one who knocks. 
And I mean, I won't dig too deep about what is the truth there and what is Walt believe and all that, but as well says, he slams the door and Skyler just kind of sits there trembling and kind of shock. And I, I still know if she believed it or she just believes, you know, that Walt believes in the delusion. Uh, but Walt takes a nice hot shower. He comes out, Skyler's gone, goes to the car wash. And it opens with, well, here we are. And Bogdan's like, just just how you left it. Where's the wife? Walt's like, she's got other stuff to take care of. And he goes, well, as is, you know, we're selling it as is. And the car wash looked kind of trashed a little bit. But they're buying it as is. And then they walk and talk. And he goes, so you're now, you're the boss now, huh? You think you're ready? And Walt says, and this is Subtext City here, folks. This is just as an important scene on a lower level of what they talk about. Or maybe not Subtext, maybe it's just thematic, but, well, uh, just listen to Sally. You think you're, you're the boss, you think you're ready? Yeah, I think so. Being boss is tough, Bogdan says, Bogdan. And he goes, I know you think I was hard on you, but you'll learn being in charge is not easy. It takes hard work. And Walt's like, I can work hard, Bogdan. And Bogdan says, yeah, I don't know. Not so much, maybe. Maybe you'll just kick back when you're boss. But he goes, in Bogdan, this is really good acting, too. He just gets all quiet and intense as he says this stuff. He goes, the real important thing is, and no one knows this, is to be tough. A boss has to be tough. He has to say no to people. He has to make them clean cars, the cashiers, even when they don't want to. He goes, can you be tough, Walter? And he goes, maybe, but but if not, you know, he goes, your wife's a lot tougher than you. And as they've walked through the car wash, now they're in the cashier's office, and Bogdan opens the cash register, which is, it doesn't work right. He says, well, as is, and he gives the keys. He's like, who would have thought I'd be giving the keys to you? Because he knows this different Walt that almost that we don't know at all, you know, because Walt was working there before the show started. Oh, also, more notes here. I really liked how Bogdan punched the word tough. And then, uh, oh, also, there's behind the cashier's counter is a greeting card selection. There's a bunny in a tuxedo. There are some dolphins doing something, a, a couple puppies and cats. You think there was a, cab, a cat in a cop outfit on a, a greeting card? And then Bagdan goes to take his first dollar. Walt goes, no, 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 that's, you know, everything. And he breaks the frame after Bagdan leaves, and he buys a Coke with Bagdan's first dollar. And he, he just savors it, I guess. Uh, then we see Loyola's Coffee Shop. Come on in, the sign says. Uh, Mike was eating corn and some sort of... At first I thought it was lasagna, but on a second look, I couldn't tell what it was. Some sort of uh, uh, baked casserole, but I think with more like a higher carb, like almost like a corn cake casserole thing. And Mike's reading the paper. He's got his glasses on. He's watching Jesse. Tries to get Jesse to eat, but Jesse's, you know, he's going through withdrawal. A call comes in, and Mike's guy, he goes, I got to roll out solo, bud. 
Uh, then we have Walt and Walt Jr. at breakfast. Walt's trying to figure out where Skyler is. And Jr. talked to him. He's like, what did she say exactly? And Jr.'s like, she said not to worry. And he goes, do you know when she's coming home? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it's about that gambling thing, Daddy. He goes, you just have a disease, just like alcoholism. And Walt's like, no, 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 no. And Jr.'s like, yeah, I read about it. He goes, it's okay. It's not, you know, you're just sick. He goes, we can't blame you. And my mom can't blame you. But she, I mean, no offense, Junior. She's allowed to have her feelings about it, though. Uh, but, of course, Walt, Walt can't let anything lie. So he says, no, 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 son. These are two different things. He goes, what's going on with me is not some disease. Uh, cough, cough. It's about choices. Choices I've made. Choices I stand by. And then they're in the car. Junior's like, you're not moving in back in. And he goes, no. And then Walt's like, uh, hey, uh, what would you say we skipped school today and go on a little detour? And he's like, detour? He goes, yeah, let's buy a car. And this was a great acting scene by Junior because he goes, they go to this crappy car lot. And he goes, Dad, if you're going to buy me off. And then he looks away towards the camera. He makes this big smile. He goes, buy me off. And then there's this huge billboard for this muscle car like a Chant Dodge Charger or something. And then we have Walt who pulls into work. Jesse's outside of work smoking at his car. And Walt rolls up. He's like, so you're here, all passive-aggressive, to work. And Jesse's like, yeah, man. And he goes, Jesse, I need to talk to you. So they go on the side of this big truck, and there's a cool camera shot of just their legs from under the truck. And then Walt starts probing. He's like, uh, well, can you give me an update on these field trips with you? And Mike, he goes, I told you, we're just you're picking up money, doing stuff. And Walt's like, so you're Mike's secondhand man. And Jesse's like, yeah, I'm his second set of eyes. They have backup, you know. And again, Walt's like, you. He goes, what about Tyrus or some other guys? It has to be Jesse Pinkman. And he even, Walt even pushes, he goes, is there something about you I don't know? Are you a Navy SEAL? Are your hands, you know, do you know some sort of martial arts? And then Jesse's like, gives him a look. He goes, hey, don't you even question this? Do you really believe, you, you know, you mean anything to these people? He goes, I'm not trying to insult you. Just make you see things clearly. And Jesse's like, they're just trying, they don't want me do, using and he goes, Mike's just baby started babysitting me, but now Mike likes me, so maybe I'm not such a loser after all, Walt. And then Walt's like, well, what if it's just a setup? You know, what if the, you know, they're trying to think you're useful when you're really useless? And Jesse's like, dude, you're an asshole. And then Walt's like, well, he needs me. He goes, what if Walt's ego run wild, even though he's right? He goes, he needs me. He goes, he's trying to wedge, put a wedge between us, Jesse. And Jesse's like, I can't, you know, if you, you know, I actually have some use. And Walt's like, I don't buy it. And then Walt even says it. He says, this, this whole thing, it's all about me. And then they go down to work, or they're suiting up for cleaning. Walt's in his red raincoat outfit. Jesse's about to dress. The phone rings. 
And so Jesse's like, I got to go. And Walt is so mad. Uh, so then he jags into the laundry to recruit workers there. First they're saying no. Walt's really, Walt's really pressuring them. He says, dos oros maximo, two hours at the max. And he finally talks them into working. And Walt's very pleased with himself, which is irritating to me. Uh, then we see Skyler and the baby are in a drive out to the desert. Uh, and they're going to the Four Corners mon- Monument. Uh, that's cool. Uh, then we also see a Navajo fry bread stand. And then they go to the Four Corners and she flips a coin. And I guess here's where my pension for detail failed me because I... I don't know what I found distracting, but I couldn't understand. I guess there was so much for me to take in. There's like, like the writing, the first coin landed heads on here's meat, here meat. Uh, but I couldn't tell which state that was. So then scatter flips again. It lands on Colorado, but I didn't see like what part of the saying it said. Uh, but then she, so she flips again and lands in Colorado. She looks stunned. And she breathes, and then she steps on it and pulls it over their foot and its heads. So the decision's made, I guess. But I said, is it the state, or the? is it a double? Like, if it lands in some place? I don't know. I just got good. There was too, many, too much input, so it short-circuited. Uh, then we see Jesse and Mike, they're on a stakeout. And Jesse's like, what are we doing? And Mike's like, we're watching this house. And he's like, why? He goes, oh, they stole some chicken. And he goes, what's the plan? And Mike says, watch the house. And Jesse's like, huh. And he goes, well, why don't we just you know, go get the chicken? And Mike goes, well, this is an unpredictable situation. So we don't, he goes, and then he says, well, he goes, what you may not know about methods, maybe you do, is they're unpredictable. And he goes, I don't care for unpredictable. And he goes, he goes, waiting's, uh, he goes, so we wait, that's 90% of the job. And he goes, don't worry, I brought, I love Mike. Don't worry, I brought sandwiches. And he goes, how about a pimento cheese? How does that sound? And then Jesse hops out of the car. And he goes, where are you going? He goes, well, if they're selling mess, I'm going to stop by and, uh, you know, look into it. Uh, so he tries to buy some, he fails, and... By the time he's back to the car, Mike's finishing his sandwich, drinking coffee, which brought up a question of where to, if you're on a stakeout like Mike, you know, I think drinking coffee is part of the, uh, the filmic aspect of it. But if you're really going to do it, where would you go to the bathroom? I mean, I guess if you have a partner, but then you'd have to get out of the car, you could get spotted. So I, I just thought about that, you know, and then I said, well, I don't want to think any more about it, actually. So I stopped. But then he goes, well, Mike's, uh, you know, still full of comedy. He says, well, I guess we'll go with plan A then, which means waiting. And they sit there for a little while. Mike makes some great faces. There's some good, act, quiet acting between the two of them. And then Jesse's like, I got an idea. Popped a trunk and he grabs the shovel. We have like the shovel cam POV. Remember, this is before those like hero, whatever the hell they're called, GoPro cameras. So this is probably tough to shoot, just these little scenes. 
And then Jesse starts to dig holes in the yard. Mike's watching interested. Then the guy in the house comes out and watches interested. And this is just a hilarious scene. He goes, oh, what are you doing? And Jesse's like, digging. And he goes, why? And Jesse goes, you know why. And he goes, well, how deep are you going? And Jesse says, I don't know. And he goes, well, how deep do you think it is? He goes, pretty deep. And the guy's pretty deep. And then Jesse's like, hey, you mind taking over for a minute? He goes, oh, yeah. And he's like, can I use your bathroom? Sure. And then he goes in the house, and Mike frowns, kind of frowns, smiles. And he goes to find the chicken, and this guy's yelling for Tucker. The other guy's still digging. They find the chicken. And we're back at the lab. Walt's play, playing the, paying the cleaners. And then Gus, the guy, Tyrus, busts them. And, you know, he says, well, that's it for them. They're fired. And Walt says, blame me. Tell Gus to blame me. And Tyrus says, he does. I liked that. Uh, then we have Jesse and Mike eating at a dinner. Mike has the same meal, whatever sort of casserole. Uh, Gus ro- ro- rolls in. He's like, you mind if I talk to like, Mike alone? And then they talk about the chicken and w- what Mike thinks. Uh, like Gus is like, you know, I have, you know, I'm not, I have my own plans. And then he goes outside and he talks to Jesse. And he, he goes, I hear you can handle yourself. And Jesse goes, I guess. And then he says, well, good night. And Jesse goes, why why me? And Gus says, well, I like to think I can see things in people. And then we have Walt and Junior there at dinner. And Junior, Walt's telling Junior not to worry. The car is going to stay. You know, and then Skyler uh, pulls up to the house. She sees the new car in the driveway. Uh, but at least they saved a spot for her. And then Walt, and then Walt, it looked like Walt and Junior were eating like takeout dinners. Like in the New York City uh, containers, they would come in when you order from a diner delivery. Uh, the a circular, foil, like aluminum foil containers with the plastic tops. Anybody that's lived in New York probably knows what I'm saying. Uh, I feel like ordering from Pete's Diner right now. And then Skyler and Walt have a little showdown about the car and how Walt's, you know, being a jerk and how, you know, Junior's like, first Junior's like, Mom, I really want to keep the car. It's a great car. And he's like, so good to see you, Mom. You look great. And then Walt's like, well, maybe we should talk about keeping this car. And Skyler said, you said plenty the other day. And she goes, give me the car wash keys. And then Walt says, Skylar, I may have overstated things earlier. Sorry to be so forward. But, you know, I want you to know I'm on top of this. You know, totally on top of things. Everything I do, I do it for you, to quote Brian Adams. And she goes, oh, really? So buying that car, you know, that bring attention to us, that's good for everybody. And Walt's like, in my opinion... And she goes, it goes back tomorrow. And he, she goes, Sky, he goes, Sky is going to crush him. And she goes, well, are you living on planet Earth? It's a bad idea. If you're so invested in protecting the family, it means protecting the story about the car wash. And Walt's like, well, I want something nice for my son. And she goes, don't worry, he's going to blame me. And then Skylar says the best line, I mean, 
Walt had a great line in the middle of the episode, and then Skylar has this great line at the end. She says, you know what, Walt? Someone has to protect the family from the man who protects this family. She said it better than me, obviously. But And then she walks off down the hall, uh, leaving Walt standing there. And the episode ends brilliantly. I want to say thanks and good night and a profit. I saw them in there just shopping at TJ's again. And they, they were looking at uh, the veggie, the vegetables. They said, they said you know, I just want to write to them. So I was reviewing your podcast while I was in the vegetables section. And they said, you know, they said, well, why don't you review that broccoli? They said, well, it's excellent, entertaining, and goofy broccoli. Just write them on a boring relaxing and soothing i said perfect i'll see you later i gotta go on to this next uh and i saw a bite-sized anna who was looking at the tamales they said you you have any comments on those tamales she said actually they're brilliantly boring tamales but when we sleep every night i've yet to finish the tamales i said tamale but you know no uh, the scooter metallica gets more and more boring and more over the course of the show, and then they fall asleep. I said, well, all right, I'm going to move on to the uh, lunch, lunch, um, lunch and meat section. Uh, triple six halos over there. And they said, well, what are you looking at, the uh, pepper, the turkey, or the rotisserie chicken? And they said, I'm looking at the silence of boredom. Uh, looking for help to sleep? Well, if you get tangled in the cereals, the stream of consciousness, hilarity... And more surpounce. And they said peppered, and they said, no, no, we would never have surpounce. We feed surpounce lunch, you know. And then it was weird because they're in Trader Joe's and uh, Bell Rose from uh, Australia said, there's too much advertising here. And they said, really, Trader Joe's? They said, one star. They said, for my podcast or Trader Joe's? And they said, you figure it out. I said, probably for me then. And then I went over the cheese section. They were with Cheese Section and Jesse was there. And they were finally sleeping in the Cheese Section. I said, hey, wake up. They said, well, I wanted to review the Cheese Section. Five stars. Always seem to wake up in the middle of the Cheese Section at night. Only had to be able to fall asleep here. My, I see your husband's in there snoring in the Cheese Section. Wow. And he said, I'm going to move to another section of the store and sleep. And he said, it's a good thing that the Trader Joe's first, you know, way. They, they said, have a Trader Joe's sleep in so you can sleep in the cheese section. But it looks like you're, the Canberra is melting. Oh, that's a pillow. Is that how you say Canberra, Mayor? Canberra? Anyway, thanks for the review. Oh, there's a, hey, look, and you're looking at the uh, sausage stuff. Huh? MMT review. What do you have to say about those uh, pre-cooked smoked sausages? They're all chicken, you know. That's got less saturated. Oh, they said it works actually well. They never even finished the sausage or a podcast because they fall asleep. And they said, don't fall asleep while eating a sausage. You know, it's not a good idea. And they said, look who's here with the fresh eggs and Jen. Holy cow. Hey, what do you say about these eggs? They love it. Can't even wait to write a review. They finished an episode, and they had some eggs, and they reviewed it before bedtime, and they had a chuckle, an intro, and then they woke up. They said, that is a great, is that a great egg, or do you think it's, I guess, a jumbo or regular? Oh, they're asleep, too. Oh, there's Charlie from the UK. Hey, Charlie, you looking at the yogurt? Or really? 
It gets you to sleep without failure. Perfect. Good to hear. A great show. Thanks. Oka Smithler's over here. Oh, you're just standing staring at the wet. What's wrong with my voice? I don't know. Uh, thanks. Title speaks for itself. Okay. Oh, here's DC Blockman from Thailand. Wow. Are you, are you, are you looking at the, you prefer grass fed butter or a corn fed butter? Can't live without it, eh? Trouble sleeping for years, stumbled across the podcast. Used to listen to audio books in 99% Invisible. Had some pretty interesting dreams, comforting to find myself awake. But was the same story or similar to favorite podcasts or stories like After the Glass Slipper and Got It Melt? Well done. Thank you for the past two years. Sleep, you're welcome, DC. And thank you for that butter, butter-related tip. Oh, you didn't give me one? Well, that's fine, too. Okay, let's head down to the frozen food dessert section. There's Parsons. Hey, Parsons. Obsessed. Yeah, I'm obsessed with cookie butter-related desserts, too. Amazing what a monotone voice blathering about cookie butter cookies and nothing in particular else can do. They play it for an hour, but they're knocked out in ten minutes. No longer ruining R.E.M. with Hulu. Well, great, but, you know, have a cookie butter cookie, but a couple hours before bed. Thanks, Parsons. Oh, here's Diane Ra. Oh, you, you're in the breakfast, frozen breakfast section. Yeah, I never had those silver dollar pancakes because I never make it past the first ten minutes. You probably could just eat the same pancake over and over or listen to the same episode over and over. It's weird and soothing, those silver dollar pancakes, but I can't sleep without the sound of someone talking. And these packages make me feel tired in the same room anyway. You're going to go to sleep just side shirt. Well, thank you. Oh, who's that in the vegetable section? Yardy, is that you? Oh, are you asleep? Great. What a great resource. Well, thanks, Yardy. Thanks for the review. I'll just leave you sleeping in the frozen foods. A good thing I brought extra parkas. Oh, look who is in the app section. KJS1A. Who says five stars? Skeptical first, but now falling asleep within 10 minutes. Great podcast. Yeah, great job on the apps. Thank you. And they answer, that's it. that's it for the shopping tonight. Yeah, good night, everybody.